This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave, here's Jason Walker. Happy Wednesday. It is the Jason Walker Show here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Big show coming up today. We're going to check in with Flint Rasmussen, the famed PBR entertainer, the PBR entertainer. He'll join us in about 15 minutes. Get an update on the PBR. It's a little cold in the major mortgage man cave the, this afternoon, but we'll, we'll fight through. Also, we're going to check in a special That's What She Said coming up uh, later on in the hour. We're going to talk with Melanie Newman, who is one of just six female play-by-play announcers in minor league baseball and was part of an all-female broadcast crew for the radio for the Cure Bowl uh, back in December. She is fantastic. Had a chance to talk to her. Uh, would have been late October, early November, um, about the time I was let go at the station. So uh, nobody's heard this interview yet except me. So we will uh, have that coming up here uh, in a little bit and uh, a lot more on the Jason Walker Show. And uh, we're gonna have, we have that's what she said, like I said. On this day in history, got the walk-off still to come. New um, friends joining uh, the Jason Walker Show each and every day. We appreciate it both on uh, Facebook and YouTube and TreasureStateRadio.com. If you don't have that, you can download on Google Play or the App Store. You can go to Network One Sports. You can go to uh, Podbean and listen live. You can even go to JasonWalkerShow.com and get all the info that you'll ever need. And uh, email us anytime, JasonWalkerSports at gmail.com. All right, so we kind of talked about this uh, yesterday. And I wanted to start today by chatting about, well, we talked about the girls wrestling edition and um, boys powerlifting to MHSA sanctioned events. There were no changes, though, on Monday in the state or the, uh, the state meeting to uh, the volleyball bracket. And this was brought about, we mentioned a little bit yesterday, but this was brought about by Glacier, uh, the school. They proposed a change to the bracket that would force teams to win the first two state matches in order to reach the title match. Teams that lost in the first round or the semifinals would fall loser's bracket and have no chance to play for first or second. This has to do a little bit because if you look at Helena High, which lost in the first round last year, battled all the way back to get into the um, championship match where they lost to Capital. And they, they went the hard way. They won three matches Friday and had their win on Saturday morning 
to get to the title match. And had they beaten Capital in one, they would have played again. But it's like softball, the bracket. If you lose, you can still battle back to win state. Now, I'm not sure how you feel about it. And you know what? Let's make this today's Twitter poll. I didn't type it up yet, but go to at Jason Walker Show on the Twitter or at Jay Walker Sports or Facebook us at the Jason Walker Show and let us know. Should, if you lose at state in softball or volleyball, should you have a chance to battle back through to have a chance to go to the championship match? Yes or no? Um, Reply with that. You know, just let us know. Do you think you should be able, if you lose in volleyball or softball, to battle your way back and have a chance to win state tournament, whether it's in volleyball or softball? It happened in softball last year, too, not just volleyball, but it happened in softball this last spring where... Uh, who was a Great Falls High was upset or a senior was beat. Uh, one of this, it happened where they battled back through the loser's bracket and almost won state, even though they had a loss. This doesn't happen in basketball. Football's won and done. But, you know, basketball, if you lose at the state tournament or divisionals, you cannot win the championship. The best you can do is third. And that that's, I think, well... There's two, there's two ideas that I have. One is, that's a great idea. You just, if you lose, like basketball, you cannot win a championship. You have to, best you can do is take third. Or, how about this? If you lose, you're done. There's no two out of three. There's no, it's like, make it like football. High school football. If you lose, you're done. Just throwing that out there. If you want to weigh in, you can on the Twitter at Jay Walker Sports or at Jason Walker Show. You can Facebook us as well. I will read your comments. Email if you want, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. Do you agree or disagree? If you lose at the state tournament or in divisionals, should you be able to battle back to win? A championship through the loser's bracket. It happens that way in volleyball. It happens that way in softball. Personally, I don't think you should. If you lose, why you can't win a state championship. That's just the way I feel. Let me know how you feel. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us. And email us. So that, uh, that is that. All right, there was a couple other things that came up. And this has to do, if you think about uh, last year, uh, Sentinel, was it Sentinel got in trouble for recruiting violation uh, with Jackson Lee, allegedly, bringing him from Drummond, Phillipsburg. And there was a proposal to add penalties for recruiting violations. That passed. Under the new rule, a head coach at a school that has broken MHSA's recruiting rule would be suspended for at least one varsity competition. Good. Uh, another proposal was passed, and that's to change the golf coaching rule. And this is this is great that MHSA and the member schools are finally, you know, was it last year they finally let parents onto the course to follow their, their golf athletes? Well, now a coach can give instruction to a player on a hole until that ball is on the green. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, proposal to limit co-op trophies passed. This one is tough. So, like my dad is a superintendent at Lavina. Well, they're co-op with Broadview Lavina. So let's say they win a, a trophy. They're only going to give out MHSA. will purchase and give out one trophy to a co-op. Uh, the other school in the co-op, if it wants its own trophy, the they can buy one. So there's that. Um, the uh, homeschool student athletes was withdrawn to allow uh, member schools to allow homeschool athletes to participate. Here's another one. Um, a proposal to stop giving trophies to football and soccer teams that lose in the semifinals failed. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to not give trophies to third-place teams and fourth-place, why? Why You didn't win. And this goes back to the bracket deal. I, I get it. It's cool to have that third-place trophy hanging in your, or, you know, up in your school's trophy case. But, the, you know, I remember last March, story time with Jaywalk here. So last March, Carroll College men fall in the championship game in the national tournament to Georgetown. The Saints were given a second-place trophy, runner-up trophy. And the guys didn't care. The seniors didn't want it. They didn't want to even bring it home. The trophy, you know how it got home from Kansas City? Traveled in the ball bag. So first and second, I get it, championship trophy, runner-up trophy, but I don't think third and even sometimes fourth-place trophies should get trophies. If you finish in third or fourth, you should not get a, a trophy. Just the way I feel. You can tweet us, Facebook us anytime. And uh, we've kind of thrown out some, not controversial, but little little actions today. So, should you, here's the first one, should you change the bracket in volleyball, softball? If you lose, you get a chance to battle your way back to win a state championship. I don't think so. Uh, friend Steph said, I like that the tournaments are set up that way. I think basketball should be set up that way too. No, Steph, we go way back. I love you like a sister, but come on. If you lose, you shouldn't be able to win. Because here's the thing. Why can't we do that in football then? Why is there not double elimination in football? And I'm not, I don't want, I'm not a proponent of that by any means. Like I said, if you lose, you're done. It's just like the NCAA tournament, the NAIA tournament. That's how basketball should be set up, honestly, in the state. If you lose, you're done. You don't get a chance to, you know, battle your way back in any sport. If you lose, you're done. You get to go home. No no double elimination. Just get rid of, you know, it, we would save money on hotels for schools. We would save costs of travel, all that stuff. If you lose, you're done. Now, I know there's some coaches that are going to have a conniption fit about this, but I want to talk to them about it, and I'll, we'll start when we have more. When we have the coaches on, I want to ask them about this. We have coaches on all the time here on the Jason Walker Show. So anyway, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to check in on the PBR circuit. 
as the Lockwood brothers got to ride against each other a week ago. And the PBR out in uh, New Hampshire won by Jess. Jake uh, went one out of three. Or one out of three. Yeah, he went one out of three. Uh, they're going to ride in Sacramento this week as well. So we'll check in with Flint Rasmussen about the Montana boys and the PBR. We'll get an update. And still to come, Melanie Newman will join us, one of just six female play-by-play announcers in all of minor league baseball. And we'll uh, have That's What She Said with Melanie Newman. That is coming up. And still a whole lot more here on the Jason Walker Show on a Wednesday here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And we are presented by Helena Accommodations. More of the Jason Walker Show coming up. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. The holidays have come and gone, and now is a good time to treat yourself to what you really wanted. A full detail for your vehicle from Auto Concepts. Right now, Auto Concepts is offering a full detail for just $195. Or maybe you want to tint those windows. Auto Concepts does that too. Get that tonneau cover or bed rug you've always wanted and add in remote start, alarms, running boards, lift kits, toppers, winches, bug guards, grill guards, and much more. Check out Auto Concepts on Facebook or visit the website autoconceptshelena.com. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Jason Walker Show, presented by Helen Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Still to come, Melanie Newman, one of just six play-by-play announcers that is female in minor league baseball. We'll check in with her as part of That's What She Said. On this day in history and a whole lot more still to come. But it is one of my favorite times each and every time we get a chance to chat with uh, this good man. His name is Flint Rasmussen. He is a friend of the show. How are you, my man? I know from doing shows that when you say friend of the show, that's a big deal. You that's are, a though. big deal. The, not as big a deal as if I had some crawfish etouffee right now from Ooh. your commercial because it's been a little lean eating today. And I just, uh, I'll tell you, my friend, J.W., 
Um, I got it. My friend Clint Atkins is one of our P- PBR announcers in arena. Calls mm. everybody by their initials. Derek Obama's DK. Mm. Uh, Joao Ricardo Vieira's JRV. So you're JW. Um, I just worked out. I did three miles on the treadmill. Did, did some weights. Wow. I know. It's a good day. So I could do some crush crawfish. Etouffee. I like here. that. I've so actually, what's the name of the restaurant? What's the place? Cafe yeah, Zydeco. Zydeco. Yeah. Okay. Where is that? It's, there, uh, give me a location. There's uh, one in Helena. Know? There's one in Butte. Okay. There's one in Bozeman. And there's one in Billings. Is there one in Billings? There is. Okay. Yeah. I might look I'll it up I'll text you the address. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So um, you're three weeks into this PBR yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. Shit, yeah, yeah are you tired yet? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know what's funny is about that? I just said to somebody, man, I'm three weeks into this. Oh, God. But, but you know, it is, um, I, I think what, when we, when we kick off the year, it's hard because uh, a lot of the staff people, we travel with a big uh, group besides bull riders and the people, you know, in the show, announcers, me, music guys, lighting guys, sound guys. We travel with a lot of staff, marketing mm-hmm. people, PR people, a lot of ladies that, you know, the PBR is no different than every other organization. It's basically run by women. Well, so, yeah. of course. But we travel with a lot of people. And when we finish in New York City um, that very first weekend, uh, that feels like a two-week deal. Everything you do in New York City is just more work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a high-stress event, real high-stress is because of the arena you're in, the type of demographic you're entertaining and performing in front of, the getting in and out of the city, catching flights, getting out to JFK, whatever it is, if you've been to New York City, it's exhausting. So then the next week we go to Chicago. This past weekend we were in Manchester, New Hampshire. So I did a connection, Salt Lake to Boston. We land in Boston at 4.30. My friend Brad Narducci and I, who did uh, was a music director in Manchester, it's 57 miles from Boston Logan International to Manchester, New Hampshire. Takes us two hours because it's 5:30 on a Friday evening. No, oh. then come back. So we we do three events right away, but they're, they're a lot of work. So this weekend, uh, I actually fly tomorrow to Sacramento, and honestly, one of our best events of the year. We're in the Golden One Center, which in the the world of arenas is fairly new, three, four years old. It's where the Sacramento Kings play, right Ooh. downtown Sacramento. Nice. And beautiful, beautiful arena. Three days there, sold-out crowd. So we'll kind of get refreshed. Sacramento, then Oklahoma City, back to L.A., then then Cowboys Stadium in Arlington. So pretty good run coming up. But anyway, that was a long answer. But damn well, right, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I'm old, man. You are. I'm old. Uh, you are. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get going even more, I'm going to say this. So I had Bill Ingvall on yesterday, the comedian. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Did you uh, Did you tell him we were friends? Did no, you bring me up? I didn't. We're friends. Bill I, and I are friends. I was looking yeah. for a picture online, and I couldn't find one. I was hoping to find one. Um, I have not seen Bill in probably three years. Four years. We used to, I used to get a Christmas card from him. My outside the barrel show in Vegas, he and Larry, the cable guy had been on several times. Uh, Larry, the cable guy, Dan is his real name. Mm -hmm. Became good friends where I could float him a text message, uh, say hello, 
you know, that guy, Bill, Bill and I were uh, quite good friends actually. So wonderful guy. How, how did you, how'd that come about? Well, so not, I, I, cause I've interviewed like Howie Mandel and, and some competitive wow. eater. Um, I remember the girl from the, the warrant cherry pie video. Oh yeah, I interviewed her yeah. uh, in the summer too. Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Yeah, Bobby Brown. Yeah. See, I'm friends with I'm friends with Warrant. How's that for Ooh, a connection? I like that. They kind of did some shows with us in a video and stuff. So good guys. Yeah. Good. Well, I had <laughs> out I, I had Bobby Brown on. So. Yeah. How about that for me remembering I, that name? I know that is awesome. Well, you yeah. are you are very good. This that was in your wheelhouse. That was <laughs> that was college, man. <laughs> Flint Rasmussen. He's not cherry There you go. How's that? Yeah. Um, you should you should break that out a little PBR action to this weekend at Sacramento, or maybe wait till Billings. Um. Yeah. We. Warrant kind of toured with us a couple seasons ago. Did some shows. We're all warranted out. <laughs> wow, but if I come, I think it warrants a re, a, a playing. Yeah, see what, well, see what, see what I did I there. Yeah, 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 that would warrant. As well. uh, one other thing before we do more PBR. Are you sponsored by a Manscaped deal? I, I am. I am. Sponsored. What does a brother got to do? What? Come on, man. So I'm 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 all about it. Well, if you you go to manscaped.com, you enter the okay. code Walker twenty Walker two zero. Okay. You get twenty percent off and free shipping. Okay, you don't think they'd like have me do commercials or something? Like, well, hey, maybe. I'm stinky and hairy, but not anymore. <laughs> but maybe, maybe uh, they will. I don't know. It's funny you bring up the Bill Inval thing. I that was going to be one of my leads here. That well, what a great guy. He, he is. is just one of the nicest guys. See, yeah. what you should do is Gale go back and listen, yeah. because his wife was part of the conversation yesterday. You should go back and listen from last night. Oh, because oh, I will. He, um, it was only like 10 minutes long. We were talking about um, prostate health and frequent urination. Oh, and, of course you were. Yeah. Well, he, and he's, he was talking about, you know, he, he, um, he's able to uh, have more fun with his wife. And I said something to the effects of, well, I'd like to get involved with that too, but not with his wife. And he started laughing and it was, <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, but she's hot. And I'm like, well, yeah, she is, but she is. Yeah. She is a nice looking lady. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you know, Flint Rasmussen joining us here on the Mike Miller state farm hotline. All right. So by the way, I, uh, I just put a picture of uh, you and some toy you've got in uh, the Cooper tire barrel and uh, your outfit, but I do have to hold this up. So I asked you the last time you were on to send me mm-hmm. a game worn jersey, yeah. and you did. And I'm holding it up right now. My Cooper tires, yeah. Flint Rasmussen. So where was this worn at? Uh, it, it was worn a lot, several times. It, I sent you the gray shorts with it, right? Yes. The white, white and blue with the gray shorts. Yes. Kind of a haver blue pony theme. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a. I do about three or four new designs every year. The white is that one that I sent you is a popular design. I, it was one of my favorites. I like white and the blue in it. So it was worn a lot. It was worn for a season uh, every other weekend, probably. So I just, it was, you know, it, it was worn at several places. Very well could have been Madison Square Garden or Cowboy Stadium. How's well, that? It looks but like. But I wore it a lot. Well, yeah. it looks like the one you were wearing in Kansas City when we took our picture together. Uh, uh, probably, yeah. The could be, and I had to. I had Kansas City Royals blue and white socks and gray yes, that did. matched it. Remember? Yes, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. It smells like you. So if you want um, Flint Rasmussen smell, 
I can tell yeah. you what it's like. That and, and oh, go back to Manscaped. They have a crop preserver. You put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put it everywhere else? Um, it smells really good too. Okay, I see what you're doing. That's the way that good cross promo. You like right that? There. Nice job. Yeah, hey, I don't yeah, mess around here. <laughs> no, that's good. No, I'm glad. Listen, uh, I'm glad you got the uniform. Hang it up. Do whatever you want. Hang it by a nail, by a clothespin. Doesn't matter. You've been good to me and good to my girls uh, on the air. So uh, whatever you need. No, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna get good. one of those very nice uh, jersey cases to put it in. This is like one yeah. of my my most prized possessions now. Well, anything I can do for your basement. Well, <laughs> I'm actually, my studio's upstairs, though. That's the good thing. Oh, well, good. good. All right. Yeah. Flint Rasmussen, our guest here, Jason Walker Show, and the Mac Miller State Farm Red Zone. Or uh, not Red Zone, Hotline. Wow. Who's this Mike Miller? He is, uh, he's a, I don't know. He played for Carroll, part of their, uh, oh, okay. th- I think, three of the championships when they won four in a row. Oh, so nice. He's, uh, hometown of? Hometown? Anaconda Boy. An anaconda guy. Yeah. He's a copperhead. He's a copperhead. Okay, just yep. making sure this is all proof. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, he's a good guy. His uh, his okay. wife is my wife's best friend. So. All right. Yeah, but he's well, a he's a proof. he's a State Farm guy, and he's he's supporting the show, so we appreciate it. Well, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. there State Farm is there. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk some PBR, Let's man. Some what PBR. do you want to know? Well, the yeah. first thing I want to know, Jess Lockwood. Is he going to win the title this year? Because when he wins, when he wins at Madison Square Garden, he wins the year-end championship. But he did not win in New York this year. No, uh, no, he didn't. But he looked good. Uh, he seems Jeff Lockwood. I said this last time I was on your show. I don't know that people in Montana realize what we've got here. Um, he's great. He's chipping away, getting points. He wins at Manchester, New Hampshire last weekend. Uh, even when he doesn't win the overall event on these weekends, um, he, um, he he picks up points. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He yep. he he wins go rounds. He uh, whatever it takes. He he consistently rides the bulls. Other people don't ride now. And here's another thing that happens: Jess Lockwood gets a bad rap a lot on social media where fans are kind of against him. It's sort of like Tom Brady. When somebody's really good, they don't like him. Right. <clears throat> and people think it's a fix. The PBR is out to have him win, which is impossible uh, to do that, <laughs> to fix things like that. But the, the, the reality is bull riding is a judge demand. Jess Lockwood, much like other PBR legends like JB Mooney, Chris Shivers was great at it, can dress up a bull and get more points than other guys. For one, they outperform the bull, which is, is more points. Say I'm rating the bull 1 to 25, and I mark a bull 22. I might mark Jeff Lockwood 23 and a half because he's in complete control and spurs the bull. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he naturally gets more points because he's that good. He, he just chips away and gets points. Now, is he going to win the title? PBR, much like rodeo, but I think PBR even more because of the athletes they're riding the bulls it's a war of attrition it it's all about consistency and staying healthy Mm -hmm. so if jess lockwood stays healthy he stays consistent that's how good he is there's guys that are going to battle for the world title Uh, the there's joao ricardo vieta there's kaiki pacheco who missed pretty much all last season he's a past world champion and jose vitor lemme there's three brazilians that are going to be in the top five the end of the year if they're healthy. Now, in the American side, Jess Lockwood, he's number one in the world right now. 
I uh, I was ready for Chase Outlaw to make a run at it. He has reconstructive shoulder surgery out for six months. Uh, <clears throat> Cooper Davis, a past world champion, he's going to be in the hunt. He just fractures a vertebrae in his neck. He's out three months. So Jeff Lockwood's carrying the dang flag for us here. <laughs> There's other guys. There's a young guy named Colton Jesse mm-hmm. who's riding real well. Um there's some young guys out there, Dalen Swearingen, Mason good. Taylor. But, yeah, when it comes to week after week, I, I don't know if people understand what these guys are riding every week. Well, um, and last week in New Hampshire, I mean, just had a chance to take an easier bowl, and he chose a bowl that's going to get him a 90-point ride if he covers. And guess what he did, 92 and a quarter. Yeah, big black, a, a bowl he knew. He does. He He's that confident. I mean, when the guy is on a roll, he's flawless. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll say this, and I don't think you have – it's your – not your deal. Uh, but recently, for, is it 406 Sports? And they named uh, – are they the ones instantly named Haven Medjid and Ty Erickson their Athletes of the Year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great choices, by the way. I mean, Haven rodeoed with my girls. Ty Erickson, the only guy, amazing athlete. Athletes of the Year instantly. And I, on social media, put – Unbelievable choices. Good job. Hey, you think Lockwood could be number three? I put in there. <clears throat> but I think in Montana, and this isn't a, a slam. It's just it, it's just the way it is. Rodeo's big in Montana, and we know rodeo athletes. So I think PBR sometimes gets lost in the greatness of how great a bull rider you have to be to be a world champion in the PBR because yeah. it's just such a grind. So I thought Jess Lockwood should have been right there with the three of them, three world champions in Montana. It just, rodeo does always kind of take precedent in Montana. Again, not taken away from those two. They're amazing, but well, uh, people of Montana, Lockwood's amazing. He's, he's a two-time world champion, and he's 22 years old. <laughs> he won uh, he won $1.8 million last year. With it, he, he won eight hundred thousand. Then the the world champion gets a million dollar bonus. Yeah. That's not including endorsements, uh, you know, things like that. Then his new wife oh. is the world champion barrel <laughs> racer. Listen, he's twenty two years old. He has a place in Texas, a place in Montana, Volberg, uh, Upper Broadus, if you will. <laughs> Granted, but I mean, can you imagine Jason being? Oh. 22 years old and having that kind of financial security and what you're doing. And, oh my God. That would be, anyway, that would be and, awesome. No, so and I, let me tell you something. Go ahead. So I, I will tell you that Jess Lockwood is a great kid and there are things that happen. You know, PBR guys is a legend of JB Mooney with he, he has a beer, a cigarette to warm up. Jess Lockwood had some heat a year or so ago about something he put on social media and people say, you don't see rodeo guys going through the stuff he does. And I'll tell you what, no, you don't. And I'll tell you why, because PBR guys are on CBS every single week. Jess Lockwood has more followers on Instagram than Billings and Great Falls combined. Yes. So there's a little more heat there. Jess Lockwood has been under a lot of pressure after he won that first world title. It, he, it stressed him out. He, he has settled into the role but he grew up in a place where there's a post office and we expect kids to be thrown in, win a million dollars and know how to handle everything. And there's no handbook. I'm sorry. And so 
I respect him for the kind of kid he is and the way he's handling things now. And so I'm, I'm a fan, man. I'm, I'm a big fan. Okay, so he's got his brother now, Jake, who yes. won a Velocity Tour a couple weeks ago, got himself bumped up to the Unleash the Beast Tour, rides at New Hampshire. He won or got his first ride under his belt, which surprised me a little because obviously these guys are full of confidence, but you're stepping up to the big time. Your brother, a two-time world champ, is right there. Um, how's he going to be? It's hard to, you know, it's hard to say. Uh, here's, I, I, I may be wrong. I, we're always wrong on a few, but the real greats, we knew the, the minute we saw them, they were great. Uh, I remember seeing babyface Chris Shivers at 18 years old make a couple rides and we went, oh God, this guy's amazing. J.D. Mooney was the same way. Justin McBride was the same way. I'll give it to one guy that we didn't say that Cooper Davis from Texas, who he was from, uh, he had made it to the NFR and was just kind of an also ran a top 25 kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. Well, he went out, changed his habits, lost 37 pounds, changed his entire workout plan, became a world champion. So that can happen, but the greats didn't know right away. Do I look at Jake Lockwood right now and go, Oh my God, he's going to be amazing. Yeah. no, but look who he's got to look up to, <laughs> you know, he did get his first ride uh, for people who don't know. The velocity tour is the kind of the qualifier tour. The unleash the beast is the elite tour. He was, he did make his first qualified ride. He was 82 points. So it was an 82 pointer. Uh, then he bucked off the next day. I don't know. Uh, Jake is, uh, I'll say this. One thing people forget Jess Lockwood was a state champion wrestler. Yep. Jess Lockwood is an animal in the workout room. Mentally hates to lose. Um, he's intense. He, he's for a 126 pound guy. He is an animal and I wouldn't want to mess with him. I don't, I don't know Jake as well. And do I look at him right now and go, yep. World champion. No. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, like I said, look who he's, Look who he's around. Yeah. It's got to rub off. So Jake's talented. Well, he's like he the, the right, you know, the right family. I mean, they're all great saddle yeah. guys. So, yeah. I mean, there's and, like and he, 27 of them, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, it is Utah. Um, <laughs> it, they are. <laughs> but, um, boom, hey, that's hey. send your emails to have, Jason. There you go. Uh, <laughs> um, but you're right. Uh, what is it? Uh, iron sharpens iron or whatever. The, I don't so, know. I, I want Jake to be really good. I do. I can't make a prediction right now. I just, I just don't know. Um, they are different personalities. They are, uh, they ride similar. Jake's a little taller, a little bigger. Um, also at very athletic. So we'll see. I, I'm glad he's up there. So Montana is represented well. Matt Triplett. I was going to bring up Matt. A, yeah, from Columbia Falls. Mm. He's, if he would, I'll tell you what, nobody can get in Matt's head like Matt, he's, you know, and then he, he does suffer the injury bug. He just at a velocity tour. There was a velocity tour event in Denver between Chicago and Manchester. Right. Matt triplet breaks a rib or two. So he's out for a few weeks. So he's, he gets injured a little bit, but, um, he's the, there are guys and this is, it's just a different style of, or a different way of doing things. But, you know, Matt Triplett could go out on the rodeo trail and make it to the NFR. Yeah. You know, 
is you're not getting on 89 pointers every week. You can be 84 and win a little money here and there. Mm -hmm. So he's that kind of guy. I think Jake Lockwood, I think Jake, it would do him good to load up with a couple other guys, get in a car, go to 85 rodeos and try to make the NFR. I, I think it'd be good for him. And there's a lot of guys could benefit from that rather than getting slammed yeah. <laughs> every week on the PBR tour because it does happen and it gets in your head and pretty soon you're looking for a way to get off that you won't get slammed. So anyway, well, Flint, to that. I Flint, I got one more guy to ask you about, and this goes back to yeah. your college days at UM Western, and he's listening well, right now uh, just outside Dallas. In fact, maybe uh, get you hooked up when you guys are in Arlington. Uh, my uncle Lloyd. Oh, it's right. You mean it would it be, was he a Clyde Park guy? He was a Clyde Park Blackbird. Clyde Park guy, and I'm talking bi-level mullet, curly blonde hair. <laughs> you, you know that. Mullet, uh, yeah. curly blonde hair. Cooper, man, could shoot the rock, could shoot the bean from the Clyde Park Blackbirds. He could. Yeah. How about my memory? I know. Right it's crazy. As many times as you've been drilled in a barrel, and <laughs> who knows where else. Oh, the there's so many. So what was, what was Lloyd like in college? You know, Lloyd and I were in a, probably a little different circles, but I always remember him as just a guy. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. And intramurals. I just That's, remember, played some basketball. Played yeah. some good basketball. Yeah. Because he told TV. me you could dunk back then. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. I used to go to the gym. I had a good friend named Bob Lowry. Bob Lowry was a wide receiver on the football team, played at Great Falls High. His dad, Bob Lowry, legendary football coach in Montana. Coach Glendive, when my brother Will and the Shoto Bulldogs played Glendive in the state playoffs back in 1978. There you go. Nice. Um, and Bob Lowry was 5'10", and I was 5'9", and we used to go to the gym and throw the ball up and work on our dunks. Bob could dunk it two hands behind his head at 5'10". And I could baby dunk at one hand at 5'9". So, but listen, Jason, make no mistake. I had some hippity hops back in the day. You did, yes. No I think longer, you still do but, a little bit. Well, for a 50, hey, Saturday, this Saturday, 52 years old, buddy. Hey, oh, that's right. Happy birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah. I saw and, that on um, uh, the PBR. Yep. So, yep. You, so, so uh, your birthday in, in Sacramento. Yay. Sacramento in front of, we'll have a sellout crowd that night. We'll probably have 11,000 people. So that is awesome. I'll, uh, yeah. But uh, I will say this when it comes to jumping, my only claim to fame is I still have the long jump record at Shoto high school. The school record. That is, that that's is it. not, that is awesome, but that's not your only claim to fame. <laughs> well, because we, it goes back to exactly what we talked about at the beginning of this, this interview. You are a friend yeah. of the show. That is your claim yeah. to fame. That is. Now, to the people in Shoto, all I am is the old guy on the wall because I still have the school record in the wall. That is a crazy picture of you, by the way, in high school. So, Yeah. It has been floating around on the social media. Number one on the program, number one in your heart. You're always number one in, in my book, Flint. That's right. Well, I, I do got to tell you that uh, whatever you need for your place, I, I meant it. You've been good to my girls. They always have talked about how good it is to be on your show and I just spent a day with my girls in Bozeman, helping them with some things. And uh, so, did you go Bobcat. skiing with them? I I was not skiing with them. I oh, got okay. there after that. But oh, by the way, real quick, yeah, uh, two of my very great friends at Montana State leaving: Denarius McGee going to the Houston Texans, and my dear friend Matt Miller, Helena Capital legend, 
going back to Boise State. Oh. So uh, going to miss those guys. But for the people, and I'm sure you've covered this on your show, when coaches leave a program like Montana State, when assistants go somewhere bigger, that is a sign of a great program and great staff at Montana State. I brought this up yesterday, and this will be the final thing. And I don't normally talk politics yeah. on my show, but mm-hmm. since 2016, since the election of 2016, the Bobcats have not lost to the Grizz. So if you are a Bobcat fan, you want a re-election for Trump in 2020. Well, come on, man. You know nobody in Missoula is voting for him anyway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that out loud? Absolutely. I, uh, nobody listens to the uh, show anyway. So. Yeah, nobody. You send people that are listening. <laughs> Give me a break, man. There you go. Hey, uh, safe oh, travels shit. to the capital of uh, California. And uh, yeah. maybe you can say hi to the, the governor down there. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, hey, we, we're right downtown by the Capitol, and you can just smell the debt. You can smell it in the air. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Have a safe trip. And uh, we'll talk to you next month because I want to do this every month, get a PBR update from That's our good friend anytime. Flint Rasmussen. So. Anytime, my friend. All right. I will uh, chat with you later. Safe travel. Say hi to the girls. KJW, talk soon. All right, FR, see ya. <laughs> see you, buddy. Bye. That is Flint Rasmussen. You can follow him on the Twitter, uh, at Flint Rass, uh, R-A-S-S. And uh, it's always a great time to talk with him. Love uh, the Rasmussen family, Will, his brother, and then, of course, his daughters, Paige and Shelby. We'll check in with them. We've got the college rodeo season coming up uh, as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we do, that's what she said, a special edition with Melanie Newman. That's coming up next here on the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. The holidays have come and gone, and now is a good time to treat yourself to what you really wanted. A full detail for your vehicle from Auto Concepts. Right now, Auto Concepts is offering a full detail for just $195. Or maybe you want to tint those windows. Auto Concepts does that too. Get that tonneau cover or bed rug you've always wanted and add in remote start, alarms, running boards, lift kits, toppers, winches, bug guards, grill guards, and much more. Check out Auto Concepts on Facebook or visit the website autoconceptshelena.com. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinner's Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, yeah. Always so much fun talking to Flint Rasmussen. They'll be in Sacramento. And then they got Billings coming up in April, the longest-running stop on the PBR. It'll be in uh, mid-April, and we'll get uh, closer to that. But we're going to have Flynn on at least once a month. 
he's so much fun and just just a chat with. But uh, anyway, still to come on this day in history and the walk off and a whole lot more. But I want to get to this because it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's a special edition of That's What She Said. It is presented by Dinner's Done Right. Make sure you stop out uh, stop by the soup, salad, and nacho bars in there today. They make the freshest ingredients. That salad bar is fresh every day. And I highly recommend it. And it's inexpensive, like ten bucks for lunch, and it's a healthy appetite or app, you know, healthy part of eating. All right, uh, dinner's done right. Make sure you go there, please. All right. So earlier, uh, before I was let go at the radio station, which we've talked about because of this thing, that's the here. Let me get to that picture. It's the f bomb right there because it's an f with a grenade. Anyway, um, had a chance to catch up with this lady. She had a great summer. She also had a great fall. Uh, she works for ESPN doing the axe-throwing contests and uh, is also a sideline reporter for Liberty Flames. And during the summer, she is the play-by-play announcer, one of just six female announcers in minor league baseball. Her name is Melanie Newman, and I uh, had a chance to catch up with her, and she joined us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. First off, uh, you know, thanks for, for joining us, but how did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Like, when were you a little girl going, you know what, I think I want to do broadcasting? Well, that's just it. Um, this is not anything that I ever planned on doing until I had actually gotten into college. I was extremely shy and introverted growing up. Uh, I had a teacher for a mom and a military engineer for a dad. So broadcasting wasn't something that was kind of, you know, in our household. We certainly grew up around sports. Sporting events were how our family bonded and spent time together. And I learned to appreciate a good broadcaster just by watching the way that my dad would, uh, you know, make certain comments and have certain connections to different on-air personalities. But I, I varied from thinking I'd be a teacher and then a veterinarian and just all of these, you know, quieter jobs. And then I fell in love with writing and photography, thought that I would travel and be, you know, sports photojournalist maybe or, or something along that lines. I got really heavily involved in high school with writing between the yearbook and photographing for the newspaper. And uh, the baseball team was very gracious to have a couple of us who were involved as well and started learning the ins and outs with keeping the book, you know, the day-to-day, traveling on the road. And then by the time I transferred from Kennesaw State to Troy University, um, Troy's journalism program is actually big enough to where they have two separate majors for print and broadcast, and I had an advisor suggest that I try broadcasting instead, and every step of the way from there, I've said yes, and I've fallen more in love with it and found more of myself. Initially, I went in with the generic, you know, I'll be a, a studio host or, you know, an anchor at a desk, and that that would be good for me, and then once I finally got a taste of live reporting, I fell in love with the adrenaline rush and the pressure of the fact that, you know, you can't take back or change what you said when you say it because everything is happening right there in that moment and uh, just just continued to develop and hone it and to push myself from that point. Well, you just wrapped up your first year up in uh, in Salem with the, with the Red Sox, and, you know, you, you were at Frisco with the Texas Rangers. Um, affiliate there with the Rough Riders, but uh, how was Salem? Because it's a different, you know, area of the country going from Texas up to the to the Northeast. Well, and that's where I've been fortunate with baseball is the fact that it's literally taken me from Florida to Arizona. So I've lived just about everywhere at this point. Um, I've always been very comfortable. We traveled a lot from the time I was a small child. So the concept of living out of a suitcase and seeing new places 
was something that I, I definitely enjoyed. And for Salem, everywhere's already kind of had a little bit of a home foot for me, which I'm very lucky with because with the move to Texas, I had a couple friends who had already relocated out to the DFW area at one point, so I never really went through the growing pains of a new circle or anything like that. They were all ready and waiting for me, and we have family out there too. So Texas already had a little piece of my heart. And then to come to Salem, it's about an hour from Lynchburg, Virginia. And I've done work with Liberty University since 2013 and loved just how beautiful it was and the greenery and the mountains. I mean, we really have one of the best views in the entire Carolina League from our broadcast booth. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a little easier than I think it would be for most people. Again, just to have that familiarity and to know that, you know, if I really needed someone, I had friends who were about 45 minutes away. and, and you don't really get that chance to breathe once you're with a team. I mean, you're you're 16 hours a day, sun up to sundown, just trying to stay on top of everything and, and to give the best product to the fans, both on the airwaves but now through this just booming social media platform that we have that continues to find new avenues for us to deliver content through. But uh, it, it was a seamless transition, and especially to have had time with the Boston organization at spring training to come up here and just kind of roll up our sleeves and finally get started. It was a lot of fun. Melody, you went with, uh, you're, you were, I think, the first ever female broadcasting uh, booth in the minor leagues for sure, but you're just one of six, I believe, that does this. And Billie Jean King tweeted out uh, the other day uh, about this as well, and it, that had to be an, a big highlight. But there's still room for, for females to get into this industry. What's your advice? Uh, my whole thing is, is yes, those numbers are very stark when you see it. When I started in 2014, I believe myself and Kirsten Kierbach were the only two that existed at the professional level. And this year, to see the number that we were the first in all of professional baseball, minor, major leagues in the entire globe, to be all female, it just kind of sits you down for a minute because for me, I've never paid attention to the fact that what I did wasn't mainstream for my gender. Um, my parents raised me in a house that you pursue what you love and you figure out the money later. So that's what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, all this attention started popping up the last two, three seasons about it and how rare it is. And if anything, I think it just encourages doors to open up and not just for women in baseball or women in sports in general, but for any gender in any field of work. I mean, that doesn't have to be broadcasting or baseball or anything, uh, you know, for a, a male to go into a female-dominated industry and vice versa. What we do in our lives professionally shouldn't be hinged on our gender. And mm-hmm. coming into that and realizing that and, and seeing the numbers on everything and getting messages from people about how it gave them, you know, the courage to pursue something they've always wanted to do or just to reach out and, and give that life to somebody else, There's never a situation, and I think sometimes it's easy to get caught in this of, oh, well, they got my job. No, because if it was meant to be your job, then it would be your job. Um, And just recognizing that just because somebody tells you no and that job does go to somebody else doesn't mean you don't belong or doesn't mean there's not a space. It just means that there's a better suited opportunity for you somewhere else. And my favorite quote that I heard from that is, no doesn't mean it's definitive. It just means next opportunity. So, you know, growing up in this industry and you start to go out for these bigger jobs and they give it to another female or or to another male and you think, okay, well, you know, they they took it. No, because there's room for all of us here 
it, you just never know where your spot is going to be. But just keep that open mindset to when it does finally present itself to you, even if it's not what you initially thought you would partake in, uh, it can definitely become your own space, and it's a really, really special thing. Melanie Newman joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. A couple final questions for you here. But um, which which did you find harder to prepare for, uh, sideline reporting or play-by-play? Because they're both, you know, hard to do and they're both fun to do at the same time. They are two totally different beasts. I will mm-hmm. say that from the outside looking in, a lot of the times people assume that sideline reporters just show up and that a producer is probably telling them what to say in their ear. And to that, I can say that that's not the case, especially if you are with a national set and you're coming into a team for a one-week or a one-event situation. It's even more challenging because you're having to grow relationships out of thin air very quickly and have these people trust that even though they haven't probably met you before, that you're going to handle their stories and their situations with care and with pride, and you're going to deliver them justly. Because if you tell a story wrong, that's an injustice to that individual or to that team, and that's ultimately not what we want to do. So it's a lot of note-taking, a lot of reading in between the lines, um, and finding the human interest pieces that already haven't been discussed. And on the flip side with play-by-play, you know, once first pitch or kickoff or anything starts, You don't get to escape that. You have to get through that game. And I had a couple this year where I remember just sitting there in the booth and, you know, being at the point of telling myself, look, just get through the next 26 outs. Like, you can't disconnect the broadcast. You have to do it. This is, we already know this isn't going to be the best one that you look back on and smile, but it's your job to do that. So there's no escape button from there. I mean, you have to be able to buoy yourself and to be gracious with yourself at the same time. And knowing that if you are having an off day or, you know, a rough day, just ignore the criticism that is going to come from people who surely don't understand what it is to do your profession and focus on the fact that the the next game is going to be a better one for you. Um, so it, both of them get better with repetition. I think that's the one similarity, but that can be said with just about anything. Uh, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it for sure. But just having that sense of staying on top of things and being alert and keeping that emotional connection to why you do what you do is where that's really the biggest cog in either of those. All right. So which is easier to do, play-by-play or World Axe Throwing League? <laughs> uh, definitely the World Axe Throwing League. Because for that situation, I mean, again, with play-by-play, I'm basically having a conversation with myself for four hours and right. making sure that every little detail is paid attention to, that the fans aren't missing anything out because you're the only way they know what is happening. Uh, versus axe throwing, you know, I, I get a day before so, and, and that community has been unbelievable because they've taken me in. The athletes themselves, they've invited me out to different things that they host independently. If I've been in a city where there's a tournament or a uh, organized group, they, they invite me out. And, you know, hey, we saw you were in Philly. You should come out to this location. We're all throwing tonight. But they've just been so inclusive. Um, so getting those personal stories from them, which is my role with axe throwing is doing sidelines has become a lot easier because they've been very unafraid to show who they really are. And and on the outside looking in, you see these people, and a lot of them kind of look a little intimidating. You know, they've got big beards and they're gruff, and the women are fierce. 
but they are the most loving people I have ever gotten to cover. That is just fantastic. Uh, Melody, final question for you here, but and you can expand on this any way you want, but I, I guess the question for me, and I'm a huge supporter of female athletes and female sports in general, and obviously in broadcasting, you know, I do play-by-play, and, and I want to help out as, whatever gender, like you said, but how have you handled some of the criticism being that you're a female doing play-by-play? And second part of that, and I know I'm not supposed to ask a two-part question, but <laughs> the the harassment part of that is out there as well. Uh-huh. So how do you uh, handle all that? It's gotten better. I will say that because back in 2014, and it's funny to me because this was when a lot of these social media platforms were still very new, but I would have people who I'd never met who didn't follow me, so I had no idea how they even found my account. And they would just say some really awful things. And I was a very sensitive person. Again, I was an introvert. I, I stayed close to my mom's side. Um, so it, it really hurt. And it, it really got to me on several occasions. And I've slowly gotten that thicker skin. I've been very lucky that I've had very healthy relationships that surround me and remind me of who I actually am and remind me to not uh, pay attention to, to what it is that these people have to say because the reality at the end of the day is they don't know me at all. Um, and now what's funny is it's gotten to the point where I think so many of us have shown what we bring to the table and that it's actually substantial and it's knowledgeable that they're running out of insults to come up with because they know that there's no foundation in them. So usually the most common one I see is, you know, oh, she didn't play or, you know, when, tell me when she was in the majors. And it's on. It's at the point where I laugh at it now because I'm like, oh, sweetie, if that's the best you can come up with, like, good luck to you. <laughs> I mean, like, please, please tell me, Potato Warrior, like, when you picked up a bat or did anything. Um, so it's just one of those situations where, like, you have to have a really good inner circle that backs you up and not only lifts you up but also keeps you grounded and doesn't let you get too far ahead of yourself at the same time because – I remember being in college and thinking, you know, oh, like, I'll, I'll make it by the time I'm 25. Well, I'm closing in on 30, and I'm not where I want to be yet, but I've become very, very happy with where I'm at and being where my feet are and being in that moment and understanding that where I am, I have a chance to really make some change. Um, and that's been a, a huge blessing for me. But for those who are who are trying to get into it or, or feel daunted by it, I mean, you're going to deal with adversity. I, I've kept – every single email of jobs that I've ever applied to. And that includes the hundreds of jobs that never even sent me an email at all. You just eventually find out that, okay, it's been a year and a half. I probably didn't get the job. Um, But, yeah, I've had over 800 rejections, and I've had half a dozen yeses. And it just takes one. And what I tell people is this industry is a lot of the time they find the bars and you're holding on to one, and you're just waiting for that next bar to finally drop down for you to reach out and grab onto and swing yourself forward to the next one. And, and you know, sometimes you're really pushing and your knuckles are turning white. And you don't know how much longer you can hang on. But it's that moment that you have to because it's that moment that so many others choose to drop and to walk away from it. And it really is a, a game of survive and advance every single day. And, and to be willing to have the jobs on the side. I mean, I'm still a substitute teacher and a bartender to pay my bills in the off season, the same as a lot of our minor league athletes are. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, three months later, I get to go back out and do exactly what I want. And uh, that's that's where it works. 
at the end of the day. Being willing to be humble and to be broke and to do what it takes to to do this job that, quite frankly, is is the best thing on the planet. Well, I would completely agree with that. I love uh, I love play by play as well. And actually, I would love to be your sideline reporter someday at ESPN when you and Justin those <laughs> are are calling a World Series game, and I'm in, I'm down there on the sidelines for you. That would be awesome. But I'm about um, it. <laughs> Melanie, appreciate the time. I know you got uh, you're busy, but uh, thank you for joining us and continued success. Thank you. So great to finally connect. It was uh, Melanie Newman, and uh, she is fantastic. If you ever get a chance to listen to her, she does excellent, excellent work, and uh, that is uh, that's what she said for the day. Brought to you by Dinners Done Right. Make sure you stop by Dinners Done Right. You get the take-home dinners. It's frozen. If you're looking for something to do for dinner tonight, oh, my gosh, great food. For, for Check out the menu, dinnersdoneright.com. But also make sure tomorrow for lunch you go by for the soup, salad, and nacho bar at Dinners Done Right. All right, we're going to run a little bit late today because, well, we can. It's uh, like how uh, um, Doug Gottlieb said, you know, my name's on the show. So we're going to run a little bit late today. Let's do uh, this day in sports history and uh, appreciate uh, Melanie joining us. Uh, anyway, on this date in 1857, the National Association of Baseball Players was founded in New York. Uh, 1973, George Foreman TKO's Joe Frazier in two rounds to win the WBC and the WBA heavyweight boxing titles in Jamaica. Uh, 1980, the PGA begins a senior golf tour. It's now called the Champions Tour. Uh, let's see. 1984, Annette Kennedy of State University of New York set the women's basketball record by scoring 70 points. Uh, also in 1984 on this date, the senior PGA championship. And Arnold Palmer won the third of five Champions Tour major titles. 334 people attended a New uh, New Jersey Devils Calgary Flames game in New Jersey on this date, 1987. 334. There's a blizzard. Uh, let's see. 2006. Kobe. I remember I was living in Grand Junction, Colorado, when this happened. Kobe Bryant scored 81, uh, the second highest game total ever behind Wilt Chamberlain in a win over uh, Toronto. He had 81 of the 122. And uh, a couple of deaths on this date in 1968. The Duke, Kahana Moku, uh, the American swimmer, three-time Olympic gold, two-time silver medalist, uh, died of a heart attack at the age of 77. In 2012, Joe Paterno passed away, the uh, coach of Penn State. All right, the walk-off. Let's get to it. i got to get the, uh, the intro. Hold on, because I love this music. And boom. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. We missed a couple of things. Uh, Capital got past uh, Helena High last night in wrestling. Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, Billings uh, Sr. beat Billings Skyview in wrestling last night as well. Basketball, West swept the doubleheader with Bozeman, girls and boys. Flathead boys beat Columbia Falls. Flathead girls got beat by Columbia Falls. Uh, let's see, what else? Libby, uh, boys won. Roundup boys, St. LeBray, Thompson Falls, Three Forks boys, all winners. And in girls, Anaconda, Forsyth, Huntley, Libby, Roundup, Thompson Falls. Also, uh, West beat Belgrade in uh, on the mats last night in Haver. Got past Glasgow. That was a good one, 41 points to 31 points. All right, so there's the walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by for, uh, well, like Flint Rasmussen talked about, cat, uh, Catfish Etouffee 
or um, get a, you just get great food. Cafe Zydeco, proud sponsor of the show. Six twenty-five Euclid in Helena. A uh, couple of final notes as we throw our music out. Carol, men and women at MSU Northern tonight. The Saints swept the lights in the skylights a couple of weeks ago at Haver. That'll be uh, coming up at five thirty. The girls, the guys will play, or at six rather. The guys will play at eight up there in Haver. And good luck to both teams. All right, we'll do it tomorrow. Kurt Sinis will sit right over there. And he will join us with another great story, the Jason Walker Show. Thanks to Melanie Newman. Thanks to Flint Rasmussen for joining us. Running late. We're getting out of here. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 on the Jason Walker Show. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.